Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everyone remains anonymous on my show. If you don't want to be anonymous and you're out and proud, I love that. You don't have to be anonymous. But if you aren't out and proud because you're older and you're living a secret double life or you just don't want people to know who the fuck you are, but you want to talk about your naughty, interesting life, you could be on my show. I change everybody's voices. You can make up a phony name. You could email me from a phony email, call me from a blocked number. I just want to hear your true story. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or email me strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I also have a confessions line that you could call 24-7. You could leave any kind of confession you want over there. I change the voices on those confessions. I air them all on my Patreon. There's hundreds of them over there. They're all super naughty. If you call into that line, you got four minutes, leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. Make sure you're in a quiet place and talk clearly. I edit out any phone numbers or emails or anything like that. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. All of those confessions are on my Patreon. My Patreon is super great. It's only $5 a month. You get all of the anonymous confessions. You get a Q&A every other month. You get all of the episodes early and ad-free. You get anonymous pics of all of my female guests as well as some of my male guests. You also get access to my private Discord. There's over 1,800 people on there. I'm not involved in my Discord, but it's like a very naughty community. People are hooking up. People are sending pics to each other. You could upload your own shit, talk to people. They could send you pics, videos, all that kind of good stuff. But you can't get onto my Discord unless you go through my Patreon. But it's only $5 a month and you could cancel at any time. And you get all of that stuff that I just said. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast it's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast i also have merch the link to that i don't have the actual merch thing the link to my merch i'm going to be putting up a wand a, a sex toy the wand i am like obsessed with the wand okay i don't know why i got my first wand recently i never tried it before i just thought it was like a regular vibrator but it's fucking not okay the wand is like the best thing ever invented and i'm going to start selling my own okay so that's going to be in my merch store soon stay tuned for that <laughs> but in the meantime go to the description all the links will be there so today i have on mike mike was a great guest he was one of those guys where i didn't really have to fucking talk at all this is a professional guy on guy action guy okay what should i call him a professional oral worshiper but he's done more than oral okay mike does live a double life he is married he's been married for a long time but he has had all kinds of guy on guy action since the get-go we don't talk much about his marriage or anything like that we touch upon it a little bit at the end but we talk mostly about when he realized he was into guys he's very into girls too okay he's not into guys for anything other than sex especially bjs he loves to orally please guys and he started to do that when he was very young like eight 
13. His story about going to an adult a bookstore and watching a video is so fucking funny because he didn't really know what a glory hole was and a dick popped out and he didn't even understand. And uh, ever since then, he's been sucking dick. And he tells a lot of interesting stories, you know, the, the, how it started at the glory holes and what he did there, what he enjoys most about guys which is like the variety of cocks like he just loves the differences when it comes to cock I was like I didn't really know there was that much difference I mean I know in size but for him it's everything he he talks about his first video booth experience of glory holes besides being oral with men he's also very into being oral with women he talks about a girlfriend who he would like who was like really into him banging her and then him going down on her and eating like his own cum so that was one of his first like oral experiences with a woman his first experiences with both women and men were super interesting because the men were at the the glory hole place and the adult books are with the women before that girlfriend it was like with in massage uh parlors i talked a lot about that what he would do there with the women there he does talk about how he's into wearing women's panties we touch upon that he's got that going on but mostly we talk about the oral sex that he has with guys uh he has had anal sex too he talks about his first anal experience, how that went down. One of the most interesting parts of this, his story, is this hookup that he had with a bartender in a hotel where the bartender would pass on guys to him who were staying at the hotel, like married guys who were passing through that wanted a blowjob, and he would come in and he would give him their hotel key. Like, he was like the guy that the the bartender would say, I got a guy that'll come up to your room, and he was the guy, and he would just go up and pleasure guys and most of the time they're married guys he talks about that how that would actually go down and it's interesting because guy and guy action is very different than guy and girl action i mean they just get right fucking to it <laughs> like i said he does talk about the first time he had some anal action he's very into that he's a total bottom when it comes to anal action when it comes to oral sex with guys he only likes to give it he recently told his wife this is when we start talking about his wife only towards the end the last 10 minutes we talk about how he recently told his wife that he was into pegging and she was down with it and she's been pegging him he is a size king when it comes to guys when he hooks up with them as well as when it comes to anal play his dildos with his wife and her pegging him have gotten bigger and bigger and she's never questioned it she's never found out that he's been with guys this is a whole secret life that he leads it's all super interesting because this is a guy like a lot of other guys that will say listen i'm not into guys at all he's very much into his wife he's very into women but he likes to suck a dick, not every now and then, a lot. I mean, it sounds like he does a lot. He does talk also, though, which is interesting about how he stays safe because he is cheating on his wife with guys. And he does talk about how he stays safe and keeps himself clean and not bringing anything home. But there's so much to this episode. He's great at telling his story. I barely talk. It's one of those kinds of episodes, which is always good for me. So, and it's good for you because no one will complain that I interrupt. Uh, he might be sending pics in of himself, but he's definitely going to be on my Discord. So if you want to talk to Mike afterwards, go there. He'll be on my Discord. Uh, the link to that is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Mike. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great, Kathy. Glad to be on your show. 
Yeah, well, listen, I think maybe what caught your attention to my podcast or maybe one of the episodes that stood out for you is my episode with Dr. Joe Court, which to me was a great one because I found him on TikTok and he's this guy that talks about how sometimes a guy could suck a dick and doesn't really mean anything. And he's actually a gay man. Most most of the time, gay men are dying or, or secretly think every other every guy is gay like them. But he's here to say that you can sometimes suck a dick and it doesn't mean anything. It just might be like in the moment. Um, but so I'm assuming you're a guy that likes to suck a dick every now and then you also like to wear panties you said something about doing regular dl play is that diaper lover play or what's dl play no no uh, just download play um, oh okay uh, okay yeah, yeah okay and and you're into pegging okay correct yes uh, yes i do enjoy pegging and one of the things i've also mentioned on there is i'm really more a lot of people would say you have either cock worship or pussy worship well i consider myself an oral worshiper because i would do oral with anyone it's just a lot easier to get cock than it is to get pussy (laughs) it's just easier (laughs) you can you can easily find a guy that will meet you to get sucked off in a car or the glory hole or (laughs) in a park or anything of that nature whereas a lot of women they won't necessarily do that they want to have more of a oftentimes want to have more of a connection or whatever of course as a woman let me just tell you there's nothing better to me than oral sex okay it's like literally the, my number one thing that I love but there is no way especially with oral sex that I'm gonna let a stranger go down on me I think that's even more personal than just like banging a guy so yeah I do tell my guy friends a lot of the times I do say oh you'd be so much happier if you were gay because when it does come down to it whether you're looking for oral or any kind of sex the guys are more down for a variety and fucking people than girls oh i agree i i think i don't the thing that struck me i guess as far as with dr court with him saying that sometimes guys just want to suck a cock and it doesn't mean that they're gay or bi i think that actually i think that actually hits me to a to perfection Mm -hmm. because i would not i don't have any attraction to dating a guy the only I only have an attraction to dating or being with women in that sense. But as far as sex goes, I love to suck cock. And that has always been the case since I first started having sex. Well, let's go back to that time when you first started. You knew early on that you were interested in either sex when it came to sex? I went, well, when I was a teenager and first getting to where I was maturing, I guess mm-hmm. the, I saw a lot of magazines that were around, whether it be from older siblings or, or a parent and do and did enjoy looking at Playboy and Penthouse if they were around. But at the same time, I know going through puberty and stuff that I was always fascinated looking, watching, whether it be in the gym showers or at the whatever other guys that I was around and fascinated with seeing them. And so I would say, yes, I was always interested in both. And just the, I guess the biggest thing for me is the variety. Mm-hmm. That's probably the thing that caught my attention that, that you'd be somewhere and where there you were seeing a lot of guys naked, whether it be at a, whatever the situation was and just the difference in, in Cox to me. And this is a lot of women from, the front while they may have larger breasts or smaller breasts or whatever from the front they look very similar whereas guys can be very different as far as what you're 
seeing presented to you. <laughs> so you're, let me ask you real quick right now. Are you married and living like a heterosexual life, but doing all this kind of stuff with guys on the DL? Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. So, all right. So now, uh, so we know where we end. Okay. You're like a lot of the guys that have been on my show. I've heard this story before. A lot of guys are getting guy on guy action behind their wives' backs. Uh, that's mm-hmm. been going on since the dawn of time, I think. And I yes. think it's still under wraps more so than women being with women because there's still some sort of stigma attached to it. But there's just right. as many guys that are into guys as there are girls into girls. They just don't admit it as much. So you knew early on that you were into guys. When did you start actually hooking up with them? Like when was your first experience? Well, the very first experience happened probably the week I went away for college. I grew up in a fairly conservative area so I couldn't I didn't feel like I could act on impulses that I had nor did I know people that I could necessarily act on those Mm -hmm. impulses with when I went away for college just so happened that um down the street I said I'd been looking at magazines and this and that from an early age because I had a friend that worked in a convenience store and he would get the mags that were being uh, thrown away and he would share them with me or whatever so I had lots of access to that well, down the street from where I lived in school, there happened to be an adult bookstore. So the afternoon, uh, a couple of days after I moved in, I decided to walk down there to look at magazines, possibly pick a few up. While I was there, I noticed that they said something about having an arcade in the back or peep booths. And so I was curious about that. I thought, oh, well, maybe I can go in there and watch some videos and I can you know, jack off and, and just go about my day. And so I went back to the video booth and I started up a video and I was sitting in the video booth and I started to jack off to the, the straight porn at the time. And after a few minutes, all of a sudden, about just in front of me, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed this cock come through the wall. Mm-hmm. Now, I had never, ever heard of a glory hole before <laughs> or anything of that nature. How old are you again? I was 18. Okay. <laughs> so needless to say. Um, Did you yeah, even know there was a to... hole in there? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know there was. You know, yeah. everything in there, everything in there is painted black. So I didn't even, yeah. you know, and, and the, the booth next to me where this gentleman was, was, was dark at the time. So there was no, I didn't know. So I just sat down and I was starting to watch and, <laughs> oh and I was God, literally sitting there. Comes through. <laughs> well, and all of a sudden this cock comes through the wall. Well, <laughs> oh I'll be honest with you. I kind of freaked out. Yeah. So. I actually zipped up and left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was, I will say that my pulse was racing just a little bit, but the, as I was walking home, I got to thinking, I've looked at Playgirl with, and magazines like that as, as I was growing up and, and things. And so I got to be curious. So I turned around and I went back. So I went back into the arcade and went back into the booze again and, and started stroking. And sure enough, within a matter of minutes, uh, a cock poke through the wall. And so I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start stroking this cock. And so I reached out with my other hand and was watching the video stroking myself while stroking this guy. And he started thrusting a little bit of my hand as I was stroking him and my adrenaline was rushing. And so I was like, this is kind of exciting. And before I knew it without even really thinking it through in my head, all of a sudden I was on my knees and I started sucking him. Mm-hmm. And I was sucking this guy while the video was playing beside me and 
and he was thrusting into my mouth and and I didn't know again, not knowing about glory holes, I didn't know any of the etiquette to glory holes or anything of that nature. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear this knock and I think it's somebody wanting to come into my booth thinking that I'm not using it that it's empty. And so I just ignore it and keep sucking on this guy's cock. And next thing I know, he came in my mouth. And then he pulled out and he went about his way. And so he was, but he was deep enough in my mouth that I got a mouthful. I swallowed some of it and, and tasted it and, and said, well, that's just really kind of shocked. Yeah. And so I sat back down kind of processing it. And the video was still going on in my booth. And within a matter of minutes, another cock poked through. <laughs> And so I was like, how you go from being a virgin to like a professional. (laughs) Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey guys, do you know that you have a G spot too? That's right. There is a male G spot and you want to know where it is? It is hidden right underneath your taint. (laughs) Now I'm sure most of you know where your taint is, but for those of you who don't, it's a little tiny, super sensitive strip right between your balls and your asshole. Okay, now listen, if you stimulate your male G-spot, you are going to have what's called a prostate orgasm. I'm a girl, so I've never had one, but all the guys who have called into my show that I've had them talk about it being the best orgasm they've ever had, okay? I don't think most guys have had a prostate orgasm, and that's why I'm excited to tell you about the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Their massager is designed to externally stimulate your G-spot. That's right, you don't even have to go inside to have a prostate orgasm. You just take the butter massager and you put it right on your taint and you're going to have a prostate orgasm. And not only that, massaging your taint is going to increase your blood flow, give you stronger erections, and if you have any kind of ED going on, it's going to help with that. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 15% off your whole order when you enter the code strictly at butterwellness.com. That's code strictly. Use it at butterwellness.com for 15% off your whole order. So order up. That's butterwellness.com. Code strictly. Well, yeah, I don't know if I was professional or Well, not, I mean, you know, you're on your second dick in your mouth. Right. Well, it, you know, this other one <laughs> pushes through and I start stroking him and oh I said, what the hell? I'll just go ahead and suck him off too and so i started well, or at least suck on him so i started sucking on him and and again not knowing really the etiquette after a few minutes or whatever i hear a knock on the 
door and I'm like, why, why won't these people leave my booth alone or whatever? And, and is so the knock, wait, 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 is the knock to warn you that they're coming? The knock is to warn you, yeah, that they're about oh. to come. And I didn't know that. So here oh, I am yes. sucking on this second guy. And <laughs> knock, sure knock. enough, there was a knock, knock, and I didn't know any better. And I kept sucking. And sure enough, he came down my mouth, in my mouth and down my throat. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's when I figured out that, hey, something is happening here when they knock that I, I should know whether if I want to take their load or not, I need to let let them go or, or go ahead and take them and, yeah. and stuff. So, so that was my first experience. And so I, after that second one that day, I headed back to my uh, house and I was like thinking the whole time, okay, that was really hot. That was really kind of a lot of fun. And so I went back to my house and I was just kind of hanging out and after and the next afternoon I decided you know what I'm gonna go go back and <laughs> so I went I went back the next day and and kind of repeated the process and to be honest with you I I I don't know if obsessed at that time if I could become obsessed that fast or not <laughs> yeah but I went back probably almost every day for two or three weeks how many dicks would you take each time around each time I went, mm-hmm. uh, two or three. Yeah. And you always swallowed, I assume. Uh, n- well, so- not always. Sometimes they would, you know, they would pull out mm-hmm. and pull back and stuff. And But if there was a knock, you would? If there was a knock, I didn't hesitate. Yeah. I didn't stop. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't mind. In fact, sometimes I'd go deeper, <laughs> depending on depending on them. I, I, I'm not, uh, at that time, I wasn't able to you know, take a cock very deep in my mouth, but I could take it deep enough to where they were just. Yeah. You were, you did become a professional overnight. Okay. Cause I've had, I had one guy on recently. I forget what his name was, but he was like telling me he was blowing some guys and none of them could come. I was like, he thinking my head, he must not be giving good head, but like straight off the bat, all these guys were knocking and they were all coming from well, your blowjob. So you must've been doing a good job. <laughs> well, either that or they were just so horny. They needed to. I don't know. Come, he was in the same regardless. position. I'd like you to were. Think... <laughs> I'd like to think that it did a good job, but you know, <laughs> I think he did. And so, so that was really, that was really the first sex with another person I'd ever had. Even a woman. Even a woman. The, the most I'd ever, the most I'd ever done with a woman up to that point had been mm-hmm. kissing and fondling a little bit. There was never anything more than that. I'd, I'd never had a girlfriend when I was in high school or, and stuff. So I was, you know, that was really the first sex I had. Yeah. And yeah. I would say, for the first three or four months that I was away at school, that was, that was the case. Uh, that the sex that I was having now, well, I should qualify that. I guess there was times where the school where I went to school, there was quite a few massage parlors and stuff in the area. So I would go to get a massage from women. And those always were happy ending massages, but it, they offered a, a, a switch massage where at some point we could, switch places and I would massage them in which case I would get to you know rub on them and pleasure them and you can't forget that that's a big part of your story I mean not only did you just first start hooking up with guys also with when it comes to women your first hookups were with what would you say massage therapist workers and Mm -hmm. stuff and and things and and again being young and naive I didn't necessarily know uh about much about these massage parlors, except that I would go and I would be on the table and 
with just a towel over my waist or whatever. And they would come in and the towel would be pulled off and they would massage and the massage sometimes lasted longer than others and, <laughs> and things, but they would always end up stroking, stroking me or playing with me to mm-hmm. get to a happy ending. But, and there was always the option if I wanted to, to with, not with every one of them, but with many of them to, to switch and let me massage them and, and play with them. And, yeah. and so that was, that was really, like you said, my first really experiences with women. Now I did have a, I did end up having a, a girl that was a friend in school that was my first, the first person I ever, I would say was a girlfriend for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that was probably my first experience with intercourse with a, with a female and stuff or with, and, and things. And so, and she was very much into uh, being eaten out. So I would, she was probably the person that I really learned how to go down on a girl. Yeah. To go down on a, on a girl mm-hmm. and stuff and, and things. And so she was again, young and naive. There'd be times where we'd be fooling around and, and we'd be, we'd be fucking. And of course I'd come and then she would have me eat her out after that. I didn't think anything of it necessarily because I sucked guys cock and <laughs> took my, took, took cum. So I didn't think anything necessarily yeah. about eating her, eating her out and ending up cleaning up my cum out of her and stuff. But yeah, that was something that she and I did as far as oral mm-hmm. uh, several times, several times a week. Mm-hmm. And, and so she was kind of the person that I was able to experiment or learn how to give oral pleasure to a, a woman with. And so sometimes I would carry over to these massage partners and stuff to where I would be able to, when we were switching, I'd be able to orally please them and stuff. So. You could go that far with those those people that 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 place that you were going to. I mean, sometimes happy endings they're just going to jerk you off. But these girls or the place that you went to, you could go way further with them. Well, it depended on the depending on the massage Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it was some of them. There wasn't going to be any switching. With some would let you switch, and they would let you massage them and and get them off with your hands. Mm-hmm. But on occasions, if you asked or there was a the, the right tip was provided or whatever, then, you know, you could, some of them would let you go down on them and pleasure them that way and stuff. And so when the opportunity presented itself, I, I would. So those were, that was really how my first experiences with, with sex with others started. And then I guess probably eh, a year or so later after, of course, like I said, I've been look, watching, looking at magazines and with these people and and I got very fascinated what looking at women especially in lingerie and I always loved the the feel of it when I was with them and things and so one day I took a pair from that girl from school and I I put them on and I just loved the the feeling of them that's not something I do all the time but it is something that I do enjoy because I think women's undergarments are, are far more sexier than men's. And I think they, the feeling of them, regardless of whether they be cotton or silk or lace or whatever, just is far more uh, appealing than, than men's underwear. So I don't wear them all the time, but I do occasionally wear them around the house or out. Sometimes I'll wear them out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now does 
does your wife know any of that? Does your wife know that? Or does anyone know about that kink fetish? No, no one knows about that okay. kink or fetish. So I've, I've heard you talk to other people in the past about how they would acquire panties or underwear and, and stuff and they would have their, their purge. And I will admit that over the years I've been, been the same case where I've acquired them and then gotten rid of them and <laughs> thinking I'll, I'll get past this. And then next thing I know I'm, I'm buying some more or whatever. And, and so, yeah, the purging is a big part of it. A lot of yeah. time with a lot of fetishes, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to any kind of cross-dressing kind of thing. And I found some, I found some now that, that are made more for, uh, well, lace underwear and stuff that are made more for men. You can find them most of the time on, they're geared more toward probably gay, gay men and, and stuff. But uh, I found some on there that I can buy that to me fit even better just because of the male form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but they're stuff. but they're made for to look like women's panties. Exactly. Yeah, interesting. Stuff. Okay. And things. So I do occasionally wear those, whether I'm going to work or whether I go, I'm going out somewhere. I do. I have worn them to, when I've gone to bookstores. Mm-hmm. Bookstores and stuff have gotten fewer and far between since the age of the internet, <laughs> and stuff. But I have I have done that, and the. The stuff at the bookstore progressed from going into the glory hole booth to eventually going into uh, the theater or actually going into, at the time when I was 18 through 20, early 20s, they actually had adult theaters that were older, run-down, regular theaters that had been converted over to adult theaters. And I would go there and, and play as well, so it wasn't confined. Uh, to a booth necessarily, I would play in the theater as mm-hmm. well. So. And what did you do there? Like, well, most of the time I would just sit in one of the back rows and or find somebody who was sitting by themselves, and I would go sit down next to them and would be watching the movie. And if I noticed that they were rubbing themselves or whatever, I would. Uh, reach my hand over and just kind of brush their leg. And, and if they didn't stop me, I would rub their leg a little more and I would slowly move it up to where their cock was. Mm-hmm. And I would, and I would sit there and start stroking them for a while. And, and a lot of times that was all they wanted was someone to stroke their cock and get them off. But after a while, if they were okay with that or whatever, and it wasn't progressing to where they'd, they'd come, I would turn and ask them if they, wanted a blowjob and oftentimes they would so I would lean over in the uh, chair or get down on the floor next to them and give them head while they were watching the the movie right and stuff and so I did progress to that and oftentimes if some people saw that you were willing to give head or whatever more oftentimes you'd end up having when that person was done and left, oftentimes you'd have somebody come sit down next to you again and it could repeat itself or if you'd, or you'd leave or whatever and stuff. So, but it was never, I've never been forced in any of those situations. Mm -hmm. If there was, if there was somebody I wasn't interested in, I would just say no and decline or whatever and, and move on. But oftentimes if I, if I was interested or whatever, then we're still feeling like I, wanted to play then I would I would go ahead and do it again 
the I guess the biggest thing for me is I've never been I've always been the one to be giving. I've never only one time I've ever gotten uh, pleasured orally. Yeah, it's so interesting. So many guys that like to suck dick or guys that are into guy on guy action. You're all on that side of things. I don't know whether for like anal sex they have tops or bottoms, but everyone seems to be a, like, I guess maybe that's the top person in oral, but everyone seems to be a top. That's what every guy says. It's sometimes hard to, most guys want to do the sucking. They don't want to get sucked. So it's hard to find. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, I certainly would not consider myself a top. In, in any way, shape, or form. Oh, but you're, I come on, you're an oral pleaser. I'm not talking about anally. I'm like, I'm just saying if we have to put a top or bottom to oral or getting oral, you're obviously, if, and if I say that topping is blowing and bottoming is receiving, you're a total top. You said you received only once. Yeah, if that's, if that's, that's the, my definition, gonna, yeah. If I'm that's just your definition that of, then yes, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. be, I would be an oral top. You're an oral that. top for sure. Yeah. But we, yes, we haven't yeah. gotten to any kind of topping or bottom of anal. We haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. I don't even know what's going on with that. I, I haven't gotten to that question yet. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> you keep going. You're doing good telling your story. Just go. Yeah. And then after, after college, there wasn't uh as I moved to a different town, it was a little, again, a little more conservative. So it's a little more challenging to, to find outlets as far as that goes. But mm-hmm. there, you know, for, for those of us that are wanting to suck a cock or whatever, there's, if you search hard enough or look hard enough, you're going to find opportunities. Yeah. And as the internet developed, uh, there was always, there was apps or, or things that you could go to, to, Craigslist that I know you're familiar with was as an option. Yeah. Um, as the apps developed, there became more sites that had provided opportunities for what's referred to as cruising, mm-hmm. um, where you could meet somebody in their car, or it could be at a park, it could be at a, in a bathroom somewhere. I'm not, I will say this, I'm not a big fan of having sex in bathrooms. I just don't, it's, it's just a little bit too dirty. Not that a video booth and glory hold is the cleanest of <laughs> places in the Listen, world. Listen, everybody frames things differently in their brains. That's what makes that people unique. That's just how yep. you roll. That's what you think, and you stand by it. I get it. Everyone has their yep. own rules. So one of the things that I did when I moved away and I was pretty much living off by myself, mm-hmm. um, I would go after work. Oftentimes I would go to uh, the only place in the town that had a bar was a uh, a hotel and so i would go to the hotel and just sit at the bar and and drink and chat with the bartenders and chat with people around and and stuff and as i got to know the bartender a little bit more you know we were chatting about things and i casually mentioned to him that i'd be interested in in meeting up with him after work Mm -hmm. i could I just got the impression, not that he was gay, but I got the impression from chatting with him, getting to know him over the time, that that he was open to having having some fun after work. Yeah. And so, over the time, we got to know each other. Oftentimes, I would stay till closing time, and I would meet up with him after, and whether it be in his car or whatever, I would get him off after he got off work, and then I would I'd go home. But, as I go in there on a regular basis, he told me that oftentimes there was people that would come in that would 
ask him where he could go to to get get some entertainment for the evening for lack of a better word people would ask him and and so he knowing that i like to suck cock he would oftentimes tell that person that if they gave me their room key that i might meet them in their room and, and help them out so oh my goodness yeah so it was it wasn't something that happened all the time but you know when business travelers were coming through and they needed a little relief oh. if i was around oh <laughs> if i was around he would pass my my name over to him or get his room key and i would know where to go and i'd go up wow there and, and take care of them so how many times do you think that that would go down for you like how many guys that were coming through that were probably on a business trip that were probably married like how many times did you get hit up at, at a monthly basis around oh i i bet if i bet I probably for every day if I went there every day of the month, mm-hmm. I I would bet that on half of them the opportunity would present itself. Wow, so a lot. If I was interested, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. And stuff. And mm-hmm. If I was interested and, and they were interested, I think I think half might be a little bit much, but I would be I wouldn't be surprised if it'd be close to that. How many times stuff. did you wind up doing it? Do you think around, or can you not even count? I'd have trouble counting. <laughs> All right, then let me ask you this. This is a better question. I mean, give me some scenarios. Like, who would that guy be? Were they typically, like, married guys? Or tell me, like, an experience. I would say more often than not, they were married guys mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. traveling for work that were just whether... I wouldn't ask them their, their reason. Girls, guys aren't like girls. You're not interested in talking. Like you get to the room. What goes down? Tell me like an experience. Explain. Walk me through. Well, I'd knock on the door. Mm -hmm. If I had the room key, I would let myself in. And more often than not, they'd either be standing there in their underwear (laughs) or sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes they'd be naked. Yeah. And I would walk in and they would, I would basically just kneel down in front of them and either take their underwear down or if they were naked i would just go ahead and start stroking on them and give them head there was no question as to what it was i was there for and yeah and and what they were expecting sometimes it would be sometimes it'd be the old expression of one pump one pump chump (laughs) (laughs) other times it'd be quite a quite a longer blowjob experience and 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 again the whole thing for me i guess was just the fascination that I had going back from when I was younger of just the variety interesting. and differences in cocks. Right. And Each one was new and interesting to you. You loved that part of it. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Because you just never know if they were going to be cut, uncut. Uh, they were going to be long. They were going to be thick. You know, um, do they have big balls that when they're thrusting into your mouth, they're going to be slapping against your chin? or whatever while they're while you're sucking on them so the it was just that was the exciting part to me and the getting them off and their release was was the top of the was the pinnacle of the experience for you now can i ask you a quick question about mechanics of it all are you jerking off while you're doing this like stroking yourself and then you come when they come or do you uh, wait until it's over and then go home and like you're edging that whole time and then go home and pleasure yourself. 
I would say more often than not, I was edging myself and then going home and pleasuring myself. I mean, there's often times where I wouldn't even take off any clothes. I would just be, I would walk in and take theirs down and, and that would be that. And I would, I'll say this, there was more than a few times there where, um, I was thankful that I had a jacket or a sweatshirt or something to <laughs> to pull on over because you're walking out of the hotel with a raging heart on. Well, or stains down my shirt. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, and, and stuff. And oh, yeah. it was not that, like I said, the bartender knew that that oh, I was God, into this and stuff. But not, but not everybody knew that I was into this, and I didn't necessarily need to be walking through the yeah, hotel. I wasn't oh, so much of God. a. I wasn't so much of a. I wouldn't say exhibitions, but I wasn't so much of somebody that wanted to broadcast things where I'd walk out, want to walk out and just sort of come stains down my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a part of it for you. Some people that would be, but for you, no. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, when I would go to, it was funny, funny I'd go, when I'd go to glory holes, even in the summertime, it was warm out. Oftentimes I would have a, a light jacket or something that I had with me just to be able to wear, mm-hmm. especially on the way out and things. So. Oh my goodness. So that guy really hooked you up or, I mean, they were probably, you know, tipping him well for that hookup, right? That's what was in it for him. Don't you think? Yeah, probably. And I, for me, yeah, for me, most of the time I ended up not having a bar tab. Right. So he gave you free drinks and those guys probably gave him some cash. I mean, that everyone was like benefiting from that scenario for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) was benefiting in one way or the other, whether they were giving whether they were giving or receiving. They were yeah, yeah, everyone was happy. It's interesting that these the, these kinds of things go on. I don't know that I've ever heard of that kind of setup, but I, I'm sure, yeah. you know, it, it exists in other, uh, with other bartenders and people, whether it's women or men, you know, that are that they're sending up to the room. <laughs> I know that, listen, I know that there's some concierge that work in certain places that all they're in the know of like how to hire someone to come up to your room, blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff goes down. Yeah. Right. I just never heard of it from the bartender, your specific setup. Super interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like I said, if, if you're in a place that you're unfamiliar with or whatever, or it maybe it's a little bit more, uh, I'll use the term conservative. Yeah. Then if if you look hard enough or you work hard enough, you can find options or opportunity. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Else, anywhere and, and things. And you, you work, if you're in the situation like I was that I, I, I used my opportunities and took, took the advantages that I could work and, and to be able to do so. Yeah, but think about those guys, too. Every one of those guys that you came up somehow got in a conversation with that guy, uh, you know, that they just met some bartender, random bartender, and, you know, got to a place where they were talking about getting blowjobs from men on the DL in the room. How does that, you know, how does that I don't know if they... They may have been talking about getting a blowjob from a man, but I think, but you know how people in bars are. If they get a couple of drinks and then sometimes anything will get said. Yeah, but not that shit. I'm sorry. That's a little bit like, I, I listen, I think that there's still a big stigma. But just like you smelled it on that guy, like you said, for some reason, I felt like this guy was like whatever. I think these other guys felt the same way. There was something about that guy. He just reeked of, I'm the guy for guy on guy action, right? I don't know because I think he, yeah. everything he had set up, I think it came from him. But let's move on because you have so much more to say because I'm really curious if you've ever gone any farther with guys oh hmm. well yes I have actually I went I started actually I would say the first time the first time I bottomed 
was probably about a year after I went to the glory hole for that first time or found out. Oh, glory so even before your your blowjobs in the hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh well, we can't skip over that. What happened then? Uh, <laughs> well, the to be all honest with you, the first time that I ever and again I'm, when it comes to anal sex, I'm I'm all bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. The first time it ever happened, it was actually a roommate of mine. We were out. We'd been out at a club, and we only had one. We only had one bathroom in our apartment, mm-hmm. and so we came home from being out at the bars one evening. And I was in brushing my teeth and and stuff. And he walked in to use the bathroom, and of course, as my eyes wandered in the mirror over to 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 look at him as he was going to the bathroom and. And I finished brushing my teeth and I walked up behind him and, and said to him, I said, would you mind if I hold it while you finish? Wow. And he just took his hand off and I reached around and, and held it. And while he was going, I started to, to stroke him and thinking, okay, he's going to stop me at some point. And he didn't stop me. So I was, I kept stroking, and as, when he finished, I turned him around, and I dropped down to my knees and stroked him a little bit more and just kind of looked up at him, and he didn't stop me again, so I said, I'll go ahead and give him a blowjob. And so I started sucking on his cock and, and, and things, and he had me stand up, and we walked to the bed, and I laid down on the bed, and he started, kind of straddled my chest and started... I would say face fucking my mouth and he I could tell he was getting more and more excited and I could sent I could feel him reaching down and kind of caressing my leg and reaching around and grabbing my cock and stuff and and the as as that night just kind of went on he next thing I know really I turned over and let him start massaging my back and of course his cock was rubbing against my ass and the there was never really any conversation about it but he positioned his cock at my ass and I didn't stop him and I let him go ahead and enter me and it was right then and there was when we realized that okay we need to have some kind of lube some kind of lubrication quick question i'm going to remember exactly where you are had you ever had any kind of solo ass play like you just did you ever shove anything up your ass before did you know that you were into you know i had fingered Mm -hmm. i'd played with my ass with my fingers Mm -hmm. but i'd never i'd never used anything like a a dildo or anything of that nature okay and so we got some lotion that he happened to have by the bed table and and put some on him and on me and went ahead and let him uh, penetrate me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, didn't take long after the play that we had before when he penetrated me for, for him to actually come. And so that didn't, that first time didn't last very long, <laughs> but that was the first, that was the first of time course, I ever had yeah. anal sex. And we, he and I spoke about it once or twice, but mm-hmm. that was really the one time that ever happened yeah. with him. I did blow him a couple other times, but as far as anal sex, that didn't happen. The 
first time I really, I guess, well, after that, I'd having gone to the bookstores, I did have notice all the different toys and stuff. And there was the variety of toys that when I was at that age wasn't like it is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's so much more. Yeah, but I could easily get a, a dildo and I did start self-pleasuring a little bit with myself and none of them were overly large. The opportunity did present itself on occasion for me to have anal sex with people and I did experiment with it. At that time, I was pretty selective as to who mm-hmm. who I would let have sex with anally. Yeah, yeah. Only because I was nervous about the size of them and whether or not that didn't want to be in didn't want it to be painful i wanted it to be enjoyable or whatever so of course in that respect so i was kind of selective as who it was and and this of course was long before there was really any concern overly big concern about std and aids and stuff like that so how old are you oh i'm in my mid-50s okay you sound younger for some reason oh so it's- anyway this was long before really AIDS and HIV. And yeah, stuff. you started early. I mean, because this was like when you were young. This was right after that. I mean, you started doing anal pretty early on, you said, right? Even uh, though it didn't go chronologically, I, yeah. Yeah, the first time I had anal, I was 19, mm-hmm. maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was with him. And then I really started probably having more anal sex within a couple of years from that as I got to know some people that I felt comfortable with. Yeah. Did you ever have a prostate orgasm? I've had them, not, I did not necessarily have them then, or if I did, I didn't know that that's what it was. Yeah. I I have had them since then and things. And so they, that's a completely different experience experience. (laughs) and things. And that's probably all things considered with all the time that I've spent with guys. That's probably the only way I've ever really come with them actually in physical contact with them. Um, Because like I said, I've, I'm always been a bottom and I was more about pleasing them and, and stuff than, uh, getting pleasure for myself. And then I would always go back and masturbate myself. I think some of it for me too, is the insecurity I have with my own body. Oh, interesting. I I tend to think I'm not, I've never been the super fit athletic person, even though I played sports, Mm -hmm. I've never been the super fit athletic person. And in all my time of looking at guys and, and cocks and stuff, I've always felt, and I would say that I have a smaller than average cock. So yeah. part of it was probably insecurity on my part. Yeah, I get that. That's interesting. That that makes sense. But it's not like you're not, you're fucking edging that whole time. And so it's, it, if anything, it just makes it even better when you get home, right? Because you've just edged yeah. out for a really long time. Yeah, uh, depending on how long the whole thing, the whole, whether it be at glory holes or yeah. a theater or with somebody individual, depending how long that was the whole time. Yes, I was rock hard know, getting, getting more and more worked up as far as wanting to come myself. So yes, when I got home, it was generally a... Uh, a great experience (laughs) a good experience yeah yeah yeah. all right so go on i mean keep going i mean at some point you do get married okay yeah and did you ever like after you got married and you wound up with your wife in the beginning did you think okay you know what i'm not gonna be with guys behind her back or were you never thinking you were going to be monogamous i mean how did you feel there's been there's been lots of times over the years that i have thought about I should just be 
monogamous and just be with my wife. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes would last, I'd say, sometimes that'd be six months. Sometimes it might be a couple years, Mm -hmm. but but I would, I'd always be drawn back. And most of the time it was because I was uh, traveling by myself Mm -hmm. or some that nature. And whether I would see an adult theater or I would see, see a place where I could go and, and that whole attraction would, would draw me in. And that would be the catalyst for me to break that, that cycle. Yeah. Did she ever catch you ever? Did I ever get caught? Yeah. I've not, I've not been caught. I've been, it's been close, not by my wife, but by another person's wife. What do you mean? Uh, came, came close. We were at a, I'd gone over to their house to watch some sporting events on television and their wife was supposed to go to was going shopping and they left to go shopping and we waited a, a few minutes and oh no and figured, I see where this is going well figuring there <laughs> she's gone and and so we're watching the ball game and I start start working on his cock and and stroking him and and playing a little bit and we're in the the entertainment room which is kind of just off the garage and all of a sudden we hear the garage door opening again Fuck. and the car coming back in. So all of a sudden we're scrambling Yeah, yeah. and fortunately no one had closed completely off yet. But he jumped up and ran into the bathroom. I sat back on the couch like nothing was going on watching the ball game and, and stuff. And he, he came out after a minute or two and as she was leaving again <laughs> and stuff and was like, Oh, I didn't expect you back. And, you know, I forgot. I forgot something. And... Did she look at you guys funny? Do you think she had any clue? No, she didn't. Th- no she clue. she didn't. She didn't realize anything was going on because, like I said, I was just sitting on the couch. And probably... he was out of the room. Yeah. So. Oh my god! Thank God. That's the closest we've ever, I've ever come to being caught mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and stuff. But no, no, never come close. I've always been careful as far as my download play uh, to where either I was traveling or she was out of town or, or something of that nature to where I, I, the opportunity to get caught is pretty slim. Now, when it comes to STIs, I had a guy on recently. It was a great episode. It's really interesting. And I, I just ran an ad for it again. Shameless Carrie does something called DoxyPep, which is like an after a morning after pill for. Yeah, that episode was great. That's yeah, yeah. That... Because, you know, he spoke about how you could have an STI in your throat and yes. normal blood tests and regular swabs don't check for that. But, you know, you got to yeah. get like the throat swab. I mean, how do you know if you're clean? Well, I will say this, since really AIDS and HIV and everything yeah. kicked in, I've, not to say you can't get other STIs, I play pretty safely. In what sense? Do you make them put a rubber on when you blow them? I can, yeah, sometimes, oftentimes I'll use a condom unless I've been knowing them for a while. If it's somebody that I've been with multiple times, I may say, let's get tested together. So, so you're very safe. Yeah, because I don't, for that reason, I don't want to bring something home and be and caught in that respect. And so again, though, you're right. The, the, they don't test your throat. And since I've, since that episode, <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? Right. I, I went, it made me think, Oh my God, I need a throat swab. <laughs> I never been swabbed my throat. But I will say this. Yeah. It was great to have, to have that episode on Yeah. to learn about that medication or that, 
whatever you want to call Doxy it. Pep. I think it's great. Yeah. Why did anyone think of that before? I think that's great because it does make it a lot safer. Again, as, as I said, I try to play safely unless it's been somebody I've known with or there's multiple times I've been with them to where they're willing to get tested because even that, you'd be careful even with that for results not getting caught and stuff. Exactly. But if I've been with them several times and they're willing to do that, then I feel comfortable playing without a condom or whatever, whether that be oral sex or anal sex. And all these time, all these years of playing with all these guys on the DL, did you ever catch anything? I have never caught anything. Not even the crotch crickets? <laughs> Say that again? Crabs. Crotch. I call them the crotch crickets. Crabs. Nothing. Oh, no. Nothing. You've never no, caught anything. No. I've been, I've been fortunate that I've been, I, I think back even today, though, if I've gone to glory holes or whatever, I, I think back to those situations and go, this is really could have gotten something of that nature. I know several people that have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young and dumb. You're just lucky. It's kind of like the shit that we do when we're young. You were like 18, right? Going there. It's no different than the people that are like drinking and driving when they're 18. You're getting smashed, yep. going home with strangers. I mean, it's anyone that gets through their 20s without getting an STI or getting in a car crash or getting murdered is pretty lucky because exactly. we all do dumb shit when we're little. Really stupid shit, right? <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. so listen, we're coming to the end. We're almost at an hour and you're so good at telling your story, but I know that you're really into pegging too. And so do you do pegging with your wife? What's your deal with pegging? Let's talk about that. Well, I've, I've, I have, I'll say self-pegged for many years, Okay. but I would say in the last couple of years, I finally got up the courage one evening to ask my wife if she would peg me. Wow. She, she said yes. And so. That does take courage, by the way. Okay. It really does. Yeah. Because there's, could be a lot of questions from a woman after oh, yeah. you tell them you uh, want to be fucking pegged. <laughs> especially when I asked her if she'd peg me and when she goes, well, do you have something to do this with? And yeah, of course, all the all the toys that I have that are more for pegging all look like cocks. They're not just a, <laughs> they're not just a dildo. Yeah, they're yeah. So, there, but there's never been a question. Maybe in her mind she's thought it, but she's never asked. Yeah, interesting. I would love to be that kind of woman that just lets something like that go into her brain and just go out without any questions. I'm too curious. I don't know, but that's great. I mean, she was just like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. That's and I guess awesome. the thing, I guess the thing for me that I've always wondered what's kept her from asking any questions. Is yeah. I would say that I'm definitely a size king or size queen, however you want to refer to it. <laughs> with your, with your dildos in your ass, you mean when you're being pegged? Yes. Okay. And, well, I also, even with a guy yeah, I, and stuff, I, not, I, I've never, well, I won't say I've never, it's rare that I'll turn down play with a guy regardless. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's a guy that is definitely bigger or thicker, um, then I'm, I'm even more excited, but I have over the years gotten bigger and bigger dildos or cocks for for myself play and now for pegging and she's never really questioned the fact that how big some of these are that she's actually <laughs> used. Let me ask you when she's pegging you, is she, does she have a strap on and she's doing it that way or is she just taking a dildo and shoving it in your ass? I mean, how far do you take the pegging scenario with her? 
Well, so we've done both. Uh-huh. I personally prefer when she has a strap on. Yeah, yeah. Does she? That's what I was wondering if that was the answer. That I was wondering if she enjoyed that. I think she enjoys pleasuring me yeah. anal. I don't know. I would say the strap on side of it is probably not as pleasurable to her as just using something on me yeah yeah. it's probably Um, harder to maneuver because you don't really feel it and you don't want to know what you're doing i've heard from women before that it takes a while before they get really into it because i don't i I think it's like a a bit awkward because you don't there's no feeling in that cock right for her so it's hard to kind of figure it out how to do it yeah and if they're not using a, a a vibrator or something on themselves the stimulation on them is not is not necessarily there. pleasurable yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more just something pressing against them mm-hmm. as they're press as they're pressing into you and so i i think so in that respect i'm we're trying to get more i'm trying to get her to be more into it because the feeling of her you? Whether, <laughs> yeah if i'm on all yeah. fours and, mm-hmm. and she's behind me the feeling of her hands on my hips pulling me onto her or if if i'm on my back her pushing her my legs further up so where she can fuck me that way that's that's exciting to me mm-hmm. as opposed to just using something with a handle or, or just using what she has so yeah but we haven't done a lot of that but we have done some and it's it's been enjoyable and pleasurable and hopefully it will continue but i think like i said i've been kind of surprised that she hasn't just gone really asked questions with some of the uh dildos or whatever that I pulled out. <laughs> yeah. Does she ever say, hey, fuck me in the ass for that? I mean, is she a three input girl or does is anal only on the table for you? We have done anal with her mm-hmm. with just myself. Mm-hmm. Some. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't yet really asked me to use the toys on her, but I wouldn't be opposed. I don't think she'd be opposed to it. Yeah, I think yeah. I just have to I just have Bring to it do up. it. I definitely would I definitely would have to start a lot smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And let me ask you this, because, you know, you have this whole side thing going down with guys and you're mm-hmm. very into guys. Your sex life with your wife is like really great and everything really great over there. It's it's been. Uh, yes, it is. Um, you know, as we've gotten older, of course, she's gone through menopause, menopause. And, and I've gone through later stages in life. And so yeah. testosterone dropping off and things. So there definitely was a, a period where yes. and with family, it wasn't a just kind of dropped off because of things going on in our lives and but yeah but i would say in the last four or five years it's gotten back with with her i know you've talked about hrt and yeah and she stuff. went on so it she's mm-hmm. yep she's been that's helped a lot as far as her goes yeah i've gone and i've gone and gotten made sure that i have the proper levels of testosterone and making sure that i keep myself active to where i'm not you know I'm not, I can physically perform. The last thing, you don't want to be tired after a minute (laughs) and stuff. And so the, uh, you definitely want to stay physically active enough, even though, like I said, I've never been a physical specimen. You can at least keep yourself to where you can. Yeah, but the older you get, the worse that's going to get. And if you take testosterone and you start supplementing, because, listen, that kind of stuff gets worse and everyone's bodies get worse as they get older, especially if you're oh, not yeah. working on taking care of yourself because you're losing all your hormones and you need testosterone to keep your muscle and all that stuff. So if you're supplementing yeah. with it, it's really going to help that situation so that's great i love your story it's super interesting you told a great story i really didn't have to talk at all and i feel like you could have spoke for another hour and probably have a million 
experiences. It's interesting that we spoke so much just about like your guy on guy action. And we did a little bit about your wife. I mean, you are a guy that's been married for how many years? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> like 2030? <laughs> Yes. Well, I just asked that because it's like interesting. Here I am talking to a guy who's been married for 30 years, yet we spent the whole hour just talking about all your guy-on-guy action, you know, which is uh, a whole part of your life, yet you have this whole other life. It is interesting. I've not, you're not the only guy I've spoken to that is living this kind of double life. Uh, it's happening more than I think women think that it's happening. I mean, look at all those guys you were meeting at the hotel. I think you've talked about it before too. And I think it's also an aspect of the generation that I was raised in. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, I think if I was in my twenties now, I would probably just say this has all been I like doing all these things. Yeah, and your friends would be cool with it, and half your guy friends would be the same, and they'd be copping to it. And my 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 wife or partner would probably be okay with it as well. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And things. So I maybe maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't. But I think this again. You've mentioned it before. This generation that's here now is so much more open and accepting of all sorts of things that my generation and older's just couldn't didn't speak about. Yeah, and that's what's unfortunate. And that's why so many people are living these double lives. And that's what's so great about the younger generation. People could say whatever the fuck they want about them. A lot of old people like will put them down. Oh, all these labels, all these things that they're into. Look at all this shit. But you know what? It's 40 years from now, they're not going to be living double lives. Every More things are going to be out on the table. More people, there's probably going to be less divorce because more people are being sort of real about who they are, whether it's I can't be monogamous or I, whether it's I, I want to be in love with more people than you, uh, whether it's I'm interested in both sexes and, and you are too, it's, everything's on the table. It's also why it took me so long to bring up the fact of liking wanting to be pegged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. And look, but look how amazing, though. What I love about your story is that little ending and that you did bring it up to your wife. And she was like, cool. Look, you could have done it 20 years ago and she would have yep. been fine. It's scary. I think, you know, especially the longer you've been with somebody, there's a lot of people that are hiding a lot of the secret kinks that they're into from their partner, especially because when you've been with someone for so long, if you've never told them about it, it's even harder. Right. right? Yeah, the lo- and the longer it goes on. Yeah, it's worse. But I give you credit for how, because you said I, I finally got up the courage. It does take a lot of courage. That's a major thing to be able to bring up at your age after you've been with your wife and put it on the table. And how great that you did that because she was like down. And how cool of your wife. And she didn't exactly. even nag you about it. I would have been I would have been like, what the fuck does that mean? Are you into guys? Are you positive? I don't know. Like uh, most women would, but she didn't even side eye you. She was like, okay, she's down and she's there with you. So I think that that's, that's great. I mean, that's like a, a good thing. It's not great that you're living a double life, but you know, we all know why because yes. you are in your fifties and that's just what happens. But thank you so much, Mike, for calling in and sharing your story. It's super interesting because I think it's very relatable. Okay. It just yes. is. It's just a fucking fact. I see the downloads. I know that a lot of guys listen to these episodes. Well, I appreciate your, I appreciate your podcast and I appreciate the various things you brought up. I think that the whole thing with Dr. Court yeah, uh, just really struck a chord with me and everything. And I think it does with a lot of people, especially my age, that, that because, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an interest in having a relationship with men, but outside of the relationship of me 
giving them head. When it comes to that moment and that sex. I forget what yeah. he said about it and how he distinguished the two differences, but it mm-hmm. was very smart and it was yes. a great episode. And I thought it was very important because even before he came on my show, I was always perplexed. And I, because I've been talking to guys like you since I've been doing my show, which is 10 years, but I've learned so much since I've been yes. doing my show. When I have definite, different ideas and feelings and I've learned a lot from doing my show and so I think differently now, especially about guy on guy action because of what he said, because before he said it to me, so many guys said the same thing and I was like, doesn't make sense. Yes, uh, And then when I... he made sense of it, I was like, oh yeah, and then it put it all together for me and I was like, so many guys have been trying to explain this and they couldn't put it into words, but he did and I think it was very great and I thought that was a very important yeah. episode to have on. So I'm glad that you found that. I'm glad that you called in. Now, because you called in, if you want to send me pics for my Patreon, anonymous pics, you can. I don't know if you're into it. You said you have low self-esteem or whatever with your body. But you could also, though, go into my Discord. There's like over 1,800 people on there now. Everybody else pays to go on there. It's pretty X-rated and naughty. And like people are like hooking up and talking to people, each other and sexting and all that shit goes down there. I don't get involved in my Discord, but you will get free access to it for calling into my show. Because what's fun for my Patreon members is to go in there and then and talk to the guests, you know, after they've been on. And on Discord, you could upload whatever you want. You could talk to people. They could send you pics, all that kind of stuff. So I will send you that link when it goes up. And just thank you so much for calling in, Mike. This was a great story. Thanks for great chatting with you. Take care. You too. Bye. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at Virginia.org. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.